Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Magi and the Labyrinth of Magic, volume one. Because Kevin was like, we should read that. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, as always, we have Shonen Jump this week. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? I liked it. There was a big surprise in it. I was... I would call it a mild surprise. I would call it a disappointment. Yeah. I found this week's to be pretty depressing, to be honest. I had to read through it in kind of a hurry, but there mm-hmm. was a lot of not uplifting stuff and then a big cancellation, and it's our first issue without Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. And like the lineup of Shonen Jump with these two series out just seems real weak, especially on a week with no One Piece, which always makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it seems like whenever Shonen Jump is just like working into a rhythm where it's got a good selection of titles again, something happens. Yeah. If you don't have anything else to say, shall we get into it? Let's do it. First up, we have Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter 67, Mash, Burn Dead, and the Four Diamond Rings. What did you think of Mashal this week, Kevin? I liked it okay. Nothing super amazing Mashal standards, but I laughed at the joke of the hallucinations where you know, Mash turns into a cream puff and he's just like, cream puff party, cream puff party. And like, that's what the guy's having the hallucinations as he's being choked out. Yeah, it's an okay joke. I like most of it. I was really expecting the Frieza, the discs destroy him because he's made of diamond and diamonds can cut diamond. Yeah. So that they went with something else was good as a joke, but it kind of felt like a don't explain the joke issue at the end. Where we see from his perspective, Mash will turn into a cream puff and start shoving cream puffs down his throat. Mm-hmm. When in reality, he's just got him in a chokehold. And like I said, I think the joke structurally is funny, but it didn't make me laugh. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the Frieza situation. I was expecting him to like catch the inside of the ring. Like I know there were some spikes on there, but it seemed like it they were diamond bladed. So he's like, oh, I'll just catch the inside of the ring then and like hold on to it that way was my thought. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell without color, right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, It was just kind of a chapter of Mashal. Mm -hmm. Better than some of the ones we've had lately, but it didn't wow me. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. Next up, we have My Hero Academia, number 317, Scars, Blood, Filth, which I actually liked quite a bit. I think mostly the second half. Yeah. More than the Justice League meeting up to be like, we're the Justice League now. Also, we're worthless. (laughs) Just like the Justice League. Hey, I resemble that (laughs) remark. Stain shows back up. Yeah. There's the thing about Stain. I know I've talked about this before. He's a character that looks so much better in the manga than animation. And that's just a matter of adaptation. Mm -hmm. But man, manga Stain, I like that guy. Yep. I'm excited for that. Let me tell you. And Midori would be like, no, I'm a big boy now. Yeah. I can go do a thing. I don't need my training wheels, dad. (laughs) And and I also really liked that now Shoto is calling Endeavor and Endeavor is the one not. Not responding. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. I also like how kind of gritty Deku's gotten right now, and like clearly it's not healthy. He is drawn like Stain. Yep. And Stain's like, ah, this guy. This guy I'm into. (laughs) Man, I was into this kid beforehand, and uh, now he's he's even looking the part. Hells yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say about it? I also like they're like, is Nagant talking? Like, well, she should be dead, so no. <laughs> Did you see how exploded she was? Yep. Yeah, I like that. It was pretty good. All right. Well, next up we have Dr. Stone Z equals 201, Morse talk. What did you think of Dr. Stone this week, Kevin? Just another 
chapter of Dr. Stone. Like, you know, it's fine. It's been interesting all the time, but nothing super major. It's kind of cool that the communicating with the Y-Man and at first I was like, wait, aren't these radio weaves means that the Y-Man will be talking to us? And I was like, well, yeah, I thought of that, but there's literally no way for us to be an advanced civilization without transmitting some kind of waves around. Like we, we don't necessarily need it for communication, but like just our processes will start transmitting something that he can pick up on. So we just decided to ask for it. We might as well go all in and use it for communication anyway. Yeah, it didn't feel like a typical Dr. Stone chapter to me just because there's advancement on the Y-Man plot, which we get so rarely. It seemed like there was a bit more going on than usual to me because of that specifically. Okay. I would still agree with you. It's still, hey, we invented AC. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yay, Morse code jokes. But the stuff with Y-Man was interesting. I love that he sends a message. Do you want to die? Yep. As if if they weren't doing science, he would just let them hang out. I guess he did let the people in Japan yeah, just hang out. Yes, live. So, although he probably had no way of knowing they were there. Yeah, so that I'm wondering if it's that, or if it's that level of Mass Effect where it's like, oh, once you reach a certain science threshold, we decide to come in and wipe you out. Yeah, that could very well be so it. So that you cannot become too powerful. Why man must be an alien, right? It would be so wild if he was another evil mad scientist that Dr. Zeno didn't know about who had a moon face and invented this petrification technology. And then built a robot to live hundreds of years. <laughs> or he's a time traveler. It's just John Titan. Or is it Triton? I can never remember. I don't remember. All right. Anything else you want to say on Dr. Stone? Nope. Next up, we have Blue Box number 10, The Day Before. This chapter was pretty sweet. Yeah, I liked it. I know you you definitely like Blue Box more than me, but there mm-hmm. are definitely bits of this chapter I like. I love that. He notices that she gets all embarrassed when he takes his shirt off. And it's like, oh, you have a six pack. Yep. But when she was changing in front of him, she didn't care at all. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, and also, like, in her defense, while, yes, she was changing in front of him, she was also doing the under the shirt thing. So it's like, oh, my God, she's changing right in front of me. Well, yeah, but you can't see anything that's being like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's changing in the next room kind of thing. Like, if you can't. If you can't see anything like that, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I, it. Like I said, I just thought it was kind of sweet and cute. Not a lot to it, though. No, a little bit more talk about, I guess there's the the bit about he's uh, kind of nervous before, not nationals, but like his first big tournament. Yeah. And Chinatsu is the one who helps him get over it when she was like, you know, oh, hey, why are you, why are you stressing? So why are you stressing, bro? <laughs> Let me poke your forehead. It's good for the stress, I guess. Let me tap that chakra point. Anything else you want to say on Blue Box? Nope. All right. Next up, we have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 49, Rain and a Phone Call. What do you think of this one, Kevin? This is good. I liked, you know, yeah, they they defeat him with kind of some cool stuff. I really like the bit where the Ayakashi, just like with the last one that they fought, that like they've been trying to make friends with everybody, but these two, they weren't able to do that. Yeah, although this one's a lot closer and a little ambiguous because Mitsuri killing it is a surprise to the reader. And even Ryo is like, why did you do that? And he's like, oh, he was going to attack Suzu. Yeah, it was like, can't you see all the Ayakashi energy in his claw? Like, why would he be reaching out in the hand of friendship to do that? Yeah, but Shiragate like is paused over that. So it's, I feel like definitely ambiguous, even if it was doing that. Was it an intentional attack or just 
how it acted. And I really like the end, too, where Susie's like, you know, I'm fine. Like, thank you. But I do think my past self might have been pissed. Yep. And then it cuts to her past self. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was actually a really good chapter. I was hoping the fight would go on a little longer, but Mm -hmm. I really like this. They are continuing to sort of pick at that wedge between Suzu and Matsuri that the future drama will no doubt hang on. Yep. And I really, really enjoyed it. Anything Mm -hmm. else you want to say on it? No. All right. Next up, we have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Depth 47, Epilogues, which was a hard chapter. There is no justice in the world because this has not lasted as long as High School Family. Yep. Even though it sold better, although not much better. And like Pokemon says, comedy series and Jump always get a little... There are lower expectations for them. Yeah. Also, you can just tell it wasn't supposed to be the end. It's a lot better ending than a lot of the canceled series we get. Yeah, I actually... I did really kind of like it. We have that, you know, it's a time skip, but it is still fairly good for an ending. Yeah. As an ending, I like it. It just clearly the stuff with Ye they were setting up was supposed to go into the next arc. Yeah. And they are left very awkwardly having to explain that for like three pages of this. Yeah. Which at least they did, but that's a lot of time spent on this. And I find the ending really abrupt of this chapter specifically. Okay. I get what they're going for, but... Like, the shark fake-out is funny. Yeah. But then, like, the last... We get almost none of Seiwajima, which yeah. is fine, because Chaco's a better character for a point of view, but I would have liked another page or so of him, or to see them interact more on screen. Yeah. Even though we do definitely get the gist of their relationship by Chaco just telling us, yeah, he's kind of an idiot, but he is my dad. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. And the, the shark fake-out was great, where you're like, oh my god, he's transformed into a shark. And then... He's writing Orpheus, the dolphin. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to miss Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin a lot. One yep. of our favorite series in Jump, I think. Yeah. It was very sad to see it go because, like you said, I was not prepared for it to end abruptly because of it was like, oh, well, I mean, they're setting up stuff at the end of this arc. Like I said the entire time, it felt like it could have been the last arc. And I do think it would have been really awkward to transition into another one. Because you can't do what Mission Yozakura family is doing right now, where you have some comedy chapters, because Chaco is your comedy character, and mm-hmm. she's not in a place for that. But I definitely think there was plans for more. And even I looked at the manga's musings, and he said, I'm sorry, I didn't make it with this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just really too bad. It was, like I said, one of my favorite things in Jump, one of the few things I always looked forward to. Yep. It was never in the back, so I didn't really think it was on the knife for cancellation. Yeah, but... We have uh, our opinions of there are several things that we would have wanted canceled. Well, and this. I th- I think this is a, a thing where a lot of U.S. opinion is with us. Yeah. Unlike uh, like last Sayuki, which was our beautiful, brilliant child that nobody else could see how perfect it was. <laughs> uh, and like Heartbone Common Dolphin, this is like I said, it's not the worst ending for it. We've had a lot. We've had a lot more sorrow for goodbyes. I'm not going to be like, oh, what could have been mm-hmm. the way I would with Act Age or last Sayuki, like I said. Yeah. But, like, I feel like Jump is a lot weaker without it. Yeah, we'll see what comes next. Yeah, the good thing about this is it means we're getting new series, right? Which yeah. I think we need new blood real bad, even just with Jujutsu Kaisen on hiatus. Yep. So we will see what comes out of it. I did like the ending. It placed quite high, but mm-hmm. I- I'm sad to see it go. Yep. Last but not least, another thing on the cancellation knife. We have Nine Dragons Ball Parade, Chapter 18, Monster. Yep. What did you think of Nine Dragons this week, Kevin? I thought it was okay. I it, like the ending really didn't land for me because these are the two characters that we know 
nothing about except the the one guy is shy. See, and I actually really like the ending for that exact reason. Of it's like, okay, now we're going to have a chapter for these two characters. Clearly we're setting up that they're going to do something. They're going to be the ones to get them out of this pinch or at least tie it up. I guess. It's just the it was really like I liked the stuff with the shy characters, like, okay, cool, we're getting some stuff on him, and then it's like, I'm also here. And that's like the ending panel. I'm like, which one are you again? <laughs> well, they came in as a duo, so that I yeah, it makes sense. It was just the I I literally had the wait, which one is that? Like, especially because he's wearing the baseball helmet, so it's even harder to differentiate who he is because you don't see like his. You know, they all have distinctive hairstyles, and since you can't see that, you're like, all right, I have to try and pick out his face in a helmet that I don't think I've ever seen before. <laughs> yeah, I like the chapter. I think this is what. Uh, Nine Dragons has really needed. It's okay. not. It's not like oh now it's Haikyuu. It's not got mm-hmm. that magic. I'm not like oh this is going to save it from cancellation. But this is baseball. They're in a tense baseball situation. Mm-hmm. They have a baseball rival with a set of skills and have to use their own set of skills to counter it. Mm-hmm. And we are going to see these newly introduced characters show off to introduce us to them. Really fair. I didn't think it was amazing, but I liked it more than quite a bit of stuff this week. Okay. If you don't have anything else to say, that will bring us right into Jump Card. Jump Card is a segment where we rank everything in Jump, not just the stuff we talk about every week from our least favorite up to our favorite. Only 18 chapters this week with no Jujutsu Kaisen or One Piece. So what do you have at 18, Kevin? That's where I have me and Robico. Oh, um, okay. I, again, there's just the, the parody stuff just killed it for me. You know, like, hey, we're making yet another Hunter Hunter reference. And again, like, they have to hang the hat on it, too, which always infuriates me. Like, Bono even being like, hey, isn't that just another reference? Like, you could have just not said anything, man. Yeah, it seems subtler to me this week. I don't know. I liked Mia Robico this week. I didn't love it. Fair. But, like, the bits about, like, oh, I'm really skeptical about the dark arts. And, like, you got brought back to life like the dark arts, like, three weeks ago, man. What? Mm-hmm. And, like, ending I thought was genuinely funny. It's the sort of reference thing that I think works. Where Bondo's worst fear is having One Piece spoiled for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it fairly well. I have High School Family at 18. Okay. It just, it didn't make me laugh, and it was, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's my number 17. That's where I put Undead on Luck. Uh, totally fair. It's not much higher for me. I just, like, they must have said that they wanted Unluck before, right? But I don't remember that. That doesn't seem like a plot point that I remember. It's, it. I remember it being a thing of, like, that's why they're so interested in having her for this loop. Like, she's the thing that is going to help them break out of the loops. Okay, I don't remember this, but okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just it I don't know. It just seems like a non-action chapter to me for a character that needs an action moment. Mhm. Uh what do you have at 16? That's where I have Itelsi. Same. I kind of wanted to put Itelsi in the unranked section this week 
because it's a word mystery. And if it's a fair play mystery, which according to the author in the manga musings, it is, then like that's kind of cool. But I feel like just the language barrier in translation, it's not going to come through. Yeah. Like there's no way for it to work. And that's really unfortunate for it. Yeah. And so like, I don't really feel fair ranking this chapter as a work. Also, we don't know the solution, so maybe it isn't. Although I don't think he would say it if it isn't. Yeah. Well, and it like, like you said, there's that translation issue. I was just very confused in general about what's going on with the situation of like, oh, we've called in these Ayakashi, or not Ayakashi, we've called in uh, these detectives to help solve this case. Why not a bomb unit? <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't even consider that. I mean, that's just main character stuff, right? And Academy at storytelling. You're right, but a I little even... bit. But like, it would have been like even just have a nod to the fact that it was like you know the guy wouldn't let the bomb unit in or something, mm-hmm. or like have a bomb unit there that they're talking with. Ah, oh, there's no way to disable this thing. Uh, yes, there is. Like, what? Why do? Why does everyone assume that these amateur bomb makers can make bombs that are completely unhackable? Yeah, or you could just have him on a kill switch, right? Yeah. In which case, it's pretty difficult to disarm a bomb with a guy who doesn't want it disarmed. Yeah. Like his finger on the trigger. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff works. But it was like, oh, no, you, you, this is this is tamper-proof. No. <laughs> You're like, what, 17? You're not some super genius bomb maker. Well, he is in the Shonen manga. I guess. What do you have at 15? That's where I put Undead Unluck. I agree. There's just kind of like... Uh, okay, I guess we're going here now. Oh, that's where I put Black Clover. I like Noel fighting, but I feel like I've read this exact chapter before. Mm-hmm. Ready have it 14. That's where I have Sakamoto days. Okay. I liked this stuff with them fighting the invisible guy. I thought it was pretty cool. But I was also kind of confused about just a little bit of the invisibility. Like, oh no, you blew my arm off, only not really. I was like, well, that had... How did you fake a blood splatter with invisibility cloak? Like, I get how he did the, oh, I, you know, used, I covered a lead pipe with it so that I could attack you. It's like, all right, that's, that's a cool use of that ability. Cause you're like, I don't, I, I love where he calls that. He's like, I don't have superhuman powers, dude. I have a cloak <laughs> that turns me invisible. I liked it a little more. I have okay. just a little bit more. I have Nashal at 14. Okay. Which is maybe a little bit unfair to it, but like I said, the joke didn't land for me, That's so fair. I felt like I had to put anything that made me laugh higher than this, Okay, and a few things did. What do you have at number 13? That's where I have nine dragons. Like I said, the I was just like, all right, you know, don't worry, guys, I'm here. Who are you again? <laughs> oh, that's where I put me in, Robico, because it made me laugh, so I had to put it above Mashal. That was my rule. Gotcha. What do you have at number 12? That's where I have Magochan. I I sort of liked this thing of Mago-chan, and I sort of didn't at the same time. Like, it was pretty good, but I don't know, it just didn't quite land with me. Huh. I thought it worked very well. Her mom being suddenly there was a bit weird, but not mm-hmm. like uh, this breaks the world or anything. Yeah. I got Sakimoto days at 12. Fair. I, I like the sniper, I think, a bit more than you, but I think it's mostly just I liked it more than Nashal. So, mm-hmm. What do you have at number 11? That's where I have Candy Flurry. Okay. This kind of just felt like, you know, and now... And now we fight. All right. Cool. Like, I kind of like that she first attacks him by, like, dissing him. Like, you know, your choice of clothing is terrible. And then they eventually get into the, uh, no, popcorn's way better. No, lollipops are better. And, like, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I, I'm going to say probably a lot of the same stuff when I get to where I have it. Okay. I have Mission Yosakura family at 11. I thought it was a pretty cute chapter. I, I laughed a few times, but I completely forgot who this pervert character was going into it. Gotcha. I'm like, okay, you're here. 
And also, I feel like it's a lot weaker than last week's chapter. I mean, I'm totally ready for Mission Yozakura to do some like goofy spotlight chapter stuff mm-hmm. after that big mission. But that last one rolled right out of the previous mission. And mm-hmm. this one feels like it could have happened at any time. Yeah. Yeah, what? I will th- I will agree it was weaker than last week's chapter, but I really liked it. So Gotcha. What do you have at ten? That's where I put Black Clover. I just kinda liked the tie around that the devil had fought Noel's mom first. Okay, I didn't pick up on that. I just knew it was someone. Someone with the exact same water powers and like literally called out her name, No Darn Hurt My Children. I I mean I I I I don't know what that was again. And also I just assumed it was somebody with that water spirit. Yeah, but like Noel was there at that fight. She okay. I I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> anyway, what did you have at number ten? I had nine dragons at number ten. Okay, like I said, I think I liked it a bit more than you, but mm-hmm. I agree with some of your criticisms. And like I said, it's not like oh man, now nine dragons is going to be the best manga ever. It's just the right mo- uh, move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number nine? That's where I have Doctor Stone. You know, I liked it pretty good, but uh, that's where I put Candy Flurry. I think I laughed maybe a bit more than you. I don't know. Definitely the best it's been in a little while. Mm -hmm. What do you got at eight? That's where I put Mashal. I liked the asphyxiation joke. Yeah, if the joke landed, I would have definitely gone higher for me. Mm -hmm. That's where I have Dr. Stone. No no more to say on it. Okay. What do you got at lucky seven? That's where I put Witch Watch. Okay. I do like this kind of... I like what happened in the chapter, but it, it felt like a hard cut from what happened last week, which was just a little jarring. Like, I know that was a resolution there, but, like, there's literally nothing about it. And it's now, oh, yeah, I'm here to help, like, request services, and now she's doing, like, a, you know, Kiki's delivery service, but, like, I'm a witch, I'll fix your problems thing, which is cool. Like, I like it, and I like the content of the chapter. But, like I said, it was just a little jarring right at the beginning of, like, so we're not going to talk about what happened last week at all okay. i i don't know that kind of makes sense to me in a weird way it does a little bit i guess i got magi chan at seven okay no i don't know i have more to say on it i i thought it was pretty funny okay i have mission was at six i thought this one was also pretty cute obviously not as cute as last week's but i really liked Xion being like super awkward about she's i'm a gamer girl what do you mean i need to do clothes but Mitsumi's like, ah, oh, you have to do clothes. Yes, I have dreamed of the day you would have to yes. do clothes. Now we shall get you in a Victorian dress. <laughs> uh, no, and I really love the, uh, well, let's try everyone else's outfits. And especially the gun brother who, like, just wears, like, a strap for his gun. So she's like, I don't think I could go out like this. You know what? I'm just going to go naked. That'll probably shock them, right? <laughs> Where are we? We are at six. six. I got Witch Watch at six. Okay. No more to say on it. Mm-hmm. What do you got at five? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. It was pretty good. You know, I, I liked some of this stuff, but wasn't as fun as last week. That's where I put Blue Box. Okay. Like, I, I thought it was sweet, so it went above anything that didn't have emotional impact. But I also, Blue Box feels real ephemeral to me. It feels like it's a one-page manga sometimes. Okay. Uh, what do you got at four? That's where I put Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. It's a good ending, but, you know, sad to see it go. And like you said, it... It does suck a little bit when they were like, oh, here's this dangling plot thread. Oh, we don't get another arc. To f- okay, I got to I gotta tie that off right now. They were going to go to Antarctica and probably fight some Antarctic fish. But, yes. But you didn't vote enough in the survey or buy enough copies, so you don't get to read that. Yeah. I got Elusive Samurai at four. Okay. 
I thought the fight with the kids, like the contrast between the kids and adults is super manipulative, but it works. Mm-hmm. And then I really like the fighting style that the main character has come up with, whose name I don't know. Same. <laughs> what do you have in number three? That's where I have my hero. Same, uh, actually. Yeah. Hey, we have a samesies finally. I think there we had a high school fam. No, we didn't even. Nope. We had a bunch of stuff that was close. Yes, we did. But, you know, Stain's back. Awesome. Deku's turning into Stain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, can I get that sweet sword? <laughs> Stain, you should have one for all, so then you can also have like blood paralysis on top of all this. What do you got in number two? That's where I put Blue Box. I found, you know, I've been liking it a lot more, so I found it really sweet, and I liked both the bit where Chinatsu gets embarrassed when he takes his shirt off because he's being like completely airheaded about everything, and the fact that he's like super nervous, and then she's the one who helps him get over it. And he's like, all right, yeah, let's go. I got hard by old Cap and Dolph in it, too. Okay. I, like you said, sad to see it go. There was some awkwardness in the middle. But seeing an older Chaco is nice. And like, even though I wanted more of it, the relationship between her and her new dad is really sweet. Yeah. And also her being like, man, he and Umi need to get together. Like, forget Mermaid Girl. She's not in this chapter. <laughs> yeah, that was good. What do you have at number one? I have the Elusive Samurai at number one. I really liked the artwork in the fight. I really liked the young lord getting, like, battle crazy, where he's like, oh. I can, I can fight, dude, dude, I can fight. And like, he's like so excited about it because he used to be completely terrible at it. And he's like, I can do it. I'm fighting a guy. This is awesome. And that's what I was kind of talking about, about the manipulation of having like yeah. a, a child being like, this is the most fun I've ever had. Murdering this guy slowly <laughs> with a sword. <laughs> I have Ayakashi Triangle at number one. Okay. I really like the sort of growing rift between Suzu and Matsuri and how it's not really there yet. Mm-hmm. But clearly, they're just planting more seeds on this. I really like that. I like the middle bit. I thought it was a really well-paced chapter. Okay. And like I said, I was afraid of what Ayakashi Triangle doing a thing where it does a shonen arc would kind of ruin what it is. And this is less shonen arc than I want, but it mm-hmm. managed to avoid that pitfall, which I think is better. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want to pick something to pl- replace Heartboiled Cop and Dolphin, or do we just want to hope that we get new series soon? <laughs> I kind of want to just hope for a new series soon, at the very least, because with that gone and Jujutsu Kaisen out of the, and especially like especially with it being gone, there might be a week or two of us not having new stuff, but new stuff should be coming because generally they don't cancel things without something new in the works. Yeah, I would expect it in the next couple of weeks. There have been a lot of one shots running in Jump that we're not getting in English for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I just and I know it's also common for them to run one shots in summer. So part of me wonders if they're just going to fill space with that, especially if Jujutsu Kaisen is actually only going to be gone a month. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. So so. I, I, I'm fine with that. I asked your opinion, so yep. I will respect it. All right. That does it for Jump Card, then. We read Maji, The Labyrinth of Magic, Volume 1, and we will be back to talk about that after the break. We read Maji, The Labyrinth of Magic, this week. Kevin, had you seen the anime of this, or was this Yes, a, no, oh, I, I've seen the anime. That is usually how we get shonen manga from you. Mm-hmm. This, I am sorry to say, is another one that did not do much for me. It reminded me a lot of Full Metal Alchemist in a weird way. A little bit, yeah. The 
some of the humor parts are very similar. And I feel like the first chapter is kind of similar in a lot of ways. And that it's a a lot of, hey, these characters seem like they're going to be important. Never mind, we're leaving them forever. It does pick up into a more coherent plot more afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I do actually really like the setting. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that really drew me. You know, the dungeons are a pretty cool idea. I really like Aladdin and Ugu's Ugo, Ugo, like relationship that they have where he was like, you know, all right, you can wish for anything. I want you as a friend. Really? Like you, you can literally wish for anything. I'm good. Yeah. I saw that second Aladdin, third Aladdin movie and that Aladdin series. I know (laughs) what I'm doing. I know you'll be voiced by Dan Castellaneta and not Robin Williams. And it is a downgrade, but it's still worth it. (laughs) I get to hear you say no a lot. (laughs) I don't so much like that relationship. I think just because Ugo is voiceless. Yeah. And there's a lot about Aladdin I don't super like. He's very Goku and very early Goku and mm-hmm. that he seems he's completely naive of the world, but he's not super powered, but he's effectively super powered. Yeah. Well, and like he definitely is naive of the world because like he said, you know, I've been trapped in that cave for a very long time. And he looks like he's like eight. Basically. Although there is point about how he acts like an old man. It might, might just be for the joke. I think that's what it is because it's like he's like he looks like he's eight, but you know, it. Even Aladdin with that, or uh, Alibaba with the thing of like, but he he acts like a man sometimes. It also just seems incredibly Akira Toriyama influence, not just the Goku bit, but a lot of the setting and art style remind me a ton of Dragon Quest. Mm -hmm. It is definitely set in a non-Dragon Quest type setting, but at the end of this, they're even fighting slimes. Not not Dragon Quest slimes, more, I guess not really D&D slimes either. They're fighting dittos. (laughs) I feel like this is a slime archetype I've seen before, though. In Japanese media, but I can't tell you where from. Same. You know, they, they merge into a king slime, you know, like slimes do. That mm-hmm. seems like a slime thing. It's just not a Monster Hunter or a D&D slime thing. Yep. And this is going to sound ironic coming from me, especially if you start listening to It's a Gundam, where we've ca- recorded a lot of ish, uh, episodes where I say subtlety is for bitches that are going to be coming out in the near future. I have not yet. But I think this manga could do with a lot more subtlety. There is some of it, but especially early on, the villains are just like full on. I am the bad guy and I do the obviously bad thing. Mm-hmm. I ho- sure hope I don't get any comeuppance from this hero. <laughs> that that does change. Uh, I mean, it even changes a little bit in this volume with the slave girl. Yeah, the slave girl and the town's lord or whatever being like, you know, I've got it's just like, oh, but you're this town's lord. It was like, yeah, I'm the town lord of this backwater shithole. Even that seems pretty unsubtle to me. But the girl being like, oh man, this guy tried to free me, but he did have that magic flute you want. I thought that was a good turn. I do feel like this series could really use a strong female character, too. Mm-hmm. Not that, though, I felt like there were quotes around that that I did not mean to put there. But I was pretty excited by the two girls that are introduced in the first chapter, but then they're not characters after that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe this slave girl can be something. Like, oh, she's going to be evil. Okay. Uh... Uh, minor spoilers is uh, no. Well, I mean, there's plenty of room for a redemption arc for her, sure. Yeah. But at this point, it women are mostly used, uh, you know, for sexual gratification of the men. Like, yes. even in the story. That's not me reading externally onto the story. <laughs> yeah, see, they literally go to her uh, harem. Or harem. And how did they afford that? Because one of them's broke and one of them has no money? I mean, the other guy actually, like, Alibaba does have money. It's just he has a huge debt. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
Because, like... I own a guy, credit card. I understand how this works. Yeah, I, that's basically how it is. Because he was like, well, I mean, I have my money. I just don't have enough money to pay the debt to this dude. You know, it's like, all right, I'm walking around with 50 gold, but he gave me a thousand gold debt. So I can, you know, we can go do this thing and buy supplies to go to the dungeon, but we can't, you know, I can't just pay this thing off. Gotcha. I don't know where Maji ran immediately, but I do think we're kind of spoiled by reading all this Shonen Jump manga. Because even Full Metal Alchemist, which I think is impeccable, I feel like its start is a lot rougher than most Shonen stuff. Mm-hmm. Even stuff that ends up getting thrown out of Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. And that is the upside, as we talked about, of theories getting canceled all the time in Jump. Yeah. Because you have to be the best, or you get thrown out of Totsuki Academy. Yes. Yeah. When- Magi is something that I, I definitely really like. I think it gets a lot better. And the anime is actually a lot of fun. And I'm really hoping there will be more. They had, they even had a spinoff thing of the adventures of Sinbad. So one of the characters, Sinbad, who's the the boy who first conquered the dungeon. Oh, that's, uh, uh, it it was interesting because I'm not really familiar with the Sinbad legend. Obviously, I know a bit about Sinbad from pop mm -hmm. culture, but I couldn't tell you what the original story is like at all. That read tremendously like the original Aladdin story when they tell it in the background. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, that probably wasn't actually Aladdin in this world, but that's probably a nod to that. A little bit. They might be, you know, mixing stuff because obviously they have Aladdin being the uh, kid who befriends the genie, but he's weird. And also, that's not how the Aladdin story goes in the Disney version or the original version. Yeah. It's a flute instead of a ring or lamp. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of differences there, which is fine because it's a journey. It's an adaptation of the way Journey to the West is an adaptation of Dragon Ball. They just kept more names, so... You mean the other way around? <laughs> no, I've never read Journey of the West. There's this monkey king, he gets around, he gets Dragon Balls. I'm, it turns I'm out he's sure. an alien, and then he fights a land shark in space. <laughs> and, and then the other monkey has a kid with his human friend in the future. <laughs> uh, I was like, pretty sure there's uh, several centuries worth of time gap there. Kevin, this episode's going to be really, really short. We need the bet. I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, I really do like the setting, even though there's a lot of like generic Japanese fantasy convenience tra- wrappings to it. I think they work really well. It's that thin line. I've seen a hundred terrible harem anime and isekai where it's like, yeah, and there are just dungeons in this world. Mm-hmm. But this manages to make them feel mysterious and cool in a way that I want to play this in a D&D setting. Mm-hmm. I-, I think the slightly off color Arabian fantasy element helps that. Yeah. But I also just think it's well told. I do actually think setting wise or setting up the world is one of the few things it does very well in this short volume. Yeah. And it makes me kind of interested in because obviously, you know, I, I really like this anime, maybe calling volume two at some point and seeing how that is. And it's like, does it just have a rough, rocky start? And again, not a rough, rocky start, but. You know, if you're comparing it to a jump start, sure, but I don't think it ran in jump first. So no, it definitely didn't run in jump. It reminds me a lot of Full Metal, just the volume yeah. one, just the way it's structured. I don't think it's as good as that, but there's, I, I couldn't help but make comparisons in my head. Mm-hmm. Part of it is also I just don't super care for the art style, if I'm being honest. Gotcha. Especially they have like that meme joke in there a lot of people's reactions just being blank faces. Yeah. Like it looks like I'm reading a meme and not actual manga all yes. of a sudden. And, like, that's okay, and I think we're going to get more of that as the future goes on, but it's not my favorite. It stops It stops happening as much. I mean, in you know, like, they still do that occasionally, but, like, it seems so big at this situation because any time Ugo shows up, 
or comes out of the flute, everyone has that reaction. Like, every single time. I don't even mean I think we're going to get it more if we keep going on with this manga. I think as the future goes on, more manga artists will just use that shorthand. Oh, I gotcha. Although, maybe not, because I that shorthand was developed as a reaction to jokes like that that happened in manga already, right? Mm-hmm. And you just actually draw the goddamn expressions because you're a professional. Yep. I mean, One Punch Man does that all the time, too, but they don't literally go to the meme face. They have people do weird reaction shots. Same yeah. with Dragon Ball. Well, and most of the time what One Punch Man is doing is actually is going much closer to the webcomic. Yeah. Well, and it's got that meta layer, too. Yeah. But th- even, like, which is why I thought of One Punch Man as the example. Mm-hmm. But it's not like One Punch Man invented that. Yeah. That that meme is recreating stuff that happens in actual media. Yeah. So it's weird to see the media then, like, stooping down to that low level. Mm-hmm. Although, like I said, I think we'll probably get it more as that is a shorthand that is instantly recognizable. Yep. So we're kind of, unfortunately, again, another really short one, but I don't know that I have much more to say about it. It's a brisk read, yeah, which is good for it. That's kind of one of my criticisms of it. Like I said, I wish there was more to any of the characters. Alibaba kind of has a decent amount going on, but it is very much the Han Solo manga trope of, oh, I look like a bad guy who only cares about money, but the moment there's a girl in danger, yeah. I got to rescue her, even at great expense to myself. Yeah. Well, and I think some of that... that help sell his character a bit better is the fact that he's like trying to please this guy and you hear that internal monologue like i just need to get paid i just need to get paid i just need to get paid you know he's having that running in the background of you know like yes he's being a dick to me but it's just like he's the best paying customer i got you know we're we're just gonna run with it but then when it when the chips are down it's god damn it and the writer clearly knows he needs to be a complex character we know a lot about in contrast to aladdin who is mostly a mystery yeah And, like, on purpose. Yeah. So there's at least that level of craft. But the villains don't do much for me, even not Jafar. (laughs) It really hurts him that he's not Jafar, if I'm being honest. He could use a snake scepter. He's also not the guy I was talking about. Oh, is there a greater not Jafar later? Yes. Can't wait to get to greater not Jafar. (laughs) This lesser not Jafar ain't my fave. (laughs) Yeah. So I probably will call it again. I'll look into... Hey, it's your choice, man. Yeah. You know, just because I say I don't like something doesn't mean you can't do it. Well, and it's also the, well, it depends on, this. Is, there's a difference between, eh, it wasn't my favorite, and uh, no, I actually didn't like reading this, or I don't think you've ever specifically said that, but like. I think there is some, there's at least one thing. I think we agreed on it, though. I don't think there's anything you've been like, we should read this, Jeremy. You'll, uh, I like it, that I've been like, this is awful, and I don't understand why you like it. Yeah. There's just been a level of, ah, it's not quite my thing, and even that's like. Again, with this, some of that was, you know, it was like, oh, this isn't the best volume one that I've read. Oh, no, not even close. It's not the worst one either. Like I said, the briskness in some ways is a boon to it because it doesn't stick around long enough for me to not like it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, more depth would have been great. Yeah. So I probably will call this again just because and I'll I'll do some more looking into maybe there'll be a new season of either one of the shows. Because like I said, I really like the anime. I think both of them are on Netflix. If I remember right. I have a Netflix. That's where I watch my Even Gale again. <laughs> All right. I think that just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from our favorite to our least favorite. No, best to worst. This is objective. At the top is Uzumaki Naruto. He's a good ninja boy. At the bottom at number 123 is Koku, the worst version of Master Roshi from Flame of Rekka. In the center, we have Hikaru Shido from Magical Knight Ray Earth and Red from Pokemon Adventures. 
mm-hmm. them some main characters. Yep. I feel like Aladdin goes below them to me. If you want to do Aladdin, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, I can definitely see the argument for Alibaba, but I also don't feel like I have a complete picture on Alibaba. I don't think I would be good to rank him either. You don't have a complete picture of Aladdin either. either. No, I don't expect yeah. to. But at the same time, I feel like I have a more complete picture of Aladdin. He, I don't feel like he's a character meant to grow. There's a character meant to have more stuff revealed to us. He does actually grow a little bit. Well, so does Goku, who I compared him to eventually. But Dragon Ball Go also goes on for five eternities. I don't know how the the manga goes, but I think Aladdin actually starts to grow much faster than, than, Goku. than Goku does. Like, I think there's a little bit of a, hey, this is like, you know, this is working out well. And then, no, let's like, you know, explore some more themes with him. Like, yeah, he seems naive and childish. Well, that's because he's essentially four months old. <laughs> Just in an eight-year-old's body, who's actually not necessarily eight. Well, like I said, those are revelations. Yeah. I think he's worse than Ichigo, personally. I don't think so. I'm just... It's just with that the stuff later on, not that I've read everything. I don't even know if Magi is still going or not. I'm actually not sure. But there's definitely some, some more stuff going on when it starts being... Like, more stuff gets revealed, and, like, as stuff gets revealed, he gets character depth of, like, oh, wait... You like because it's revealed to him at the same time. He's like, wait, like stuff is going on. Oh, <laughs> so you want to put him above Ichigo then? Yeah. Okay. This is all you. How do you think he compares to Maka from Soul Eater? I like him more than Maka. All right. Next protagonist we got is Chise Hatori from Ancient Mages Bride. You know more about her. I like. I definitely like her more than Aladdin. But... Yeah, I go. F- I go for that. <laughs> uh, right below her, we have Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> uh, below the him though, we have Toru Nanamine from Bakuman. You know, that villain who's yeah. like, I will make manga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you think he compares to him? I think Toro's got a bit more going on. All right. No one great in there. Right below him, we have Ami Mizuno from Sailor Moon, Sailor Mercury. Uh, that's all on you. I, I'm i definitely the Sailor Moon expert, but I will completely defer yeah. to you on this. I'll go more than that, although that it does suffer because I don't know much about Ami and you don't know much about Aladdin. So we're yeah. just kind of tossing him in there. The thing is like Am- Ami's the favorite character in Japan. There's things I like about Ami, but manga Ami is mostly just, I am smart. Yeah. Also I swim. Also I chess. Oh no, I have been captured. There's a little bit more going on to her, but like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you. Where did mm-hmm. you above or below Ami for you? Above. Okay. So Aladdin will go at number 66 above Ami Mizuno and below Toro Nanamine. All right. That will do it this week. Join us next week where we will be reading volume 20 of Bakuman. We're halfway there, Kevin. I know. Finally. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistbite by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts. It's a Gundam is fully back now. We just had a recap episode on Gundam Seed Destiny come out, and our first episode back into Destiny will be on Monday. Kevin, is there anything you want to plug? Not this week. Have a great week, everybody.
sin.